Hey, welcome to I Think I'm a GM podcast. My name is Oscar. This is my first podcast ever, so sorry if I'm a little nervous or I stumble a little bit. I apologize in the ahead. See, I already stumbled. But I would like to talk a little bit about the free agent targets for the Jets and a few, you know, targets that I would like to talk about that other than Le'Veon Bell, which is the obvious choice. I would also like to talk about maybe, you know, a little offensive line. Let's face it, a lot of teams win through the trenches, which is the O-line and the D-line. And I think one big thing is we have to resign Henry Anderson. He fits the 3-4. They're saying they're going to run, but I believe he could also run in a 4-3, especially with Greg Williams. Greg Williams can probably coach me up to be a superstar. He's one of the best hires they made. I wasn't the biggest Adam Gase fan. I figured he would be more of an offensive coordinator type of hit, but hey, it is what it is. Well, one of the free agent targets that I would like to talk about that may be a little under the radar that I would like to for the just to look at is Probably a Quentin Span from Tennessee. He's a guard. I believe we could probably get him and Saffold and probably release Brian Winters. I think Brian Winters is serve he's a good guard, but he's always injured and we need people that's gonna be accountable every game. And when you're not even playing, it's not being held accountable. Another one that might be a cap casualty that I think that will be good on defense is Robert Quinn. He has a knowledge of the defensive schemes that Greg Williams played, being that they played with each other. Well, they worked together with the Rams. So that would be a good thing. And honestly, you know, I think the Jets should look into trading for A.J. Green from Cincinnati. Maybe if Cincinnati wants to get rid of Andy Dalton and they like one of the quarterbacks in this draft and maybe want to trade up for a Dwayne Haskins. That would be wonderful for me. Maybe they trade A.J. Green their first to get to the third. Maybe give us a little extra for maybe a third choice for the third round pick and maybe a Jordan Leggett. Jordan Leggett hasn't really panned out for us. Maybe he'll pan out for Cincinnati. Um, I think A.J. Green would be a better choice than Antonio Brown, even though Antonio Brown has been one of the most productive receivers this decade, but I think A.J. Green is a better option for Sam Donald. He's more quiet. He, you know, he falls in line to where he's supposed to be, and he is a true number one wide receiver. Only problem with Adrian Green is, you know, the little injury bug. But when he's on the field, there's no dying. He is the true number one. But that's if Cincinnati will part with him because a lot of reports are saying that Cincinnati won't. But I think the better option for the Jets is even if Bosa is there or Williams or Josh Allen, I'm really not big on them as a lot of people are. Defensive tackle, I really feel we can find in a later round. Josh Allen, I don't know. Like, 
things scream at me that he might end up being just a serviceable edge. I don't think he's that much better than Jenkins that we already have on the edge. Nick Bosa, I think he's going to be a superstar in this league, but yeah, it comes with a lot of injury risk. Um, like I said, the same thing as I said with Winters, I feel that he's like, you got to be held accountable for every game and being held accountable for each game is you have to suit up and he's not very, how can I say it, like always oh, there like his brother, which is another big talent, but he's missed a lot of games as well. I think we could find in this draft later on an edge rusher that might end up surprising a couple people. People that didn't do well in testing in the combine or whatever, but how many people didn't do well in the combine and end up being superstars? You just gotta trust your scouts our GM has not been the most reliable when it comes to late around picks, but he did a little better recently. This draft really wasn't that bad. We did find Chris Herndon in, in the fourth round, which ended up being a great pick. He might end up being a super, a super star tight end in this league. He has the ability. Hopefully Case can find him the ball but listen like honestly Robbie Anderson this is a proven year has a well for you know Leo Williams and Brandon Shell and other and Darren Lee as well. You know, uh these are players that I think they'll do better, especially Williams and Lee under Greg Williams. Shell, he's coming off of injury which is, you know, a little scary. And he's going into a different system, but with the Jets, you know, you have what? Three different offensive coordinators the past three years. So he's performed pretty well when healthy. Left tackle, I think we're solid left tackle. Kelvin Beecham can probably hold it down. I think we could draft a developmental tackle later on. Maybe Belchum, Beecham, you know, hits it out the park this year and gets a little extension because he hasn't been a bad left tackle at all. He's held his ground. Left guard, like I said, uh, I do like Saffold. I do like uh, Quentin Span. Listen, um, Saffold, a lot of people talk about his age. We might get him a little cheaper, maybe on a smaller contract. But you can't deny, he just helped a team go to the Super Bowl. He helped Ty Gurley become one of the best running backs in this league. He's helped Derek Goff become one of the better quarterbacks in this, in this league. A lot of people like to give credit to Sean McVay, which a lot of credit is due to that man. But you have to understand, Saffold has been there a long time. And he's been one of the best in the league that whole time before even McVay came. Uh, let's see. Uh, cornerback. I would be surprised if trading back and let's say we hit on free agency. 
maybe you never know maybe we get two edge rushers through free agency and we get a couple offensive linemen we sign Le'Veon Bell whatever happens there let's say the just do trade back would you really be mad at maybe Greedy Williams landing with the Jets I wouldn't I think he could be a very good quarterback well cornerback excuse me with uh, Greg Williams Greg Williams has made a lot of people look really good. He's made that defense for the Saints, Super Bowl. He took Cleveland with how many stars Cleveland really does have on that defense? Maybe three. You have what? You have the first rounder from last year, which was the corner from Ohio State. I forgot his name right now. I'm sorry. But... Him, Garrett, and maybe I cannot, I'm not going to even try to slaughter his name, but the defense tackle from Cleveland. And then what else? And that defense was really good. Probably it's, I wouldn't say the best defense because that would have to go to Baltimore and so on like that. But they were a really good defense. They were in every game, you could basically say. And what they did to my Jets with that comeback with Baker when Baker came in for Tyrod Taylor. Listen, Baker could have done whatever he did, but Greg Williams had that defense shut the Jets down. Sam Darnold was looking like he was going to take over the game, and all of a sudden, (laughs) it wasn't like he even existed. Uh, Like I said, you trade down and you maybe get a first and a second. You could get Greedy Williams opposite of... Tremaine Johnson, and then you got Marcus May and Jamal Adams. That New Jack City really looks special. You know, maybe in the second round you could go and get, if you don't get a wide receiver through trade or free agency, you could probably hit on um, the guy that I really love in this draft, uh, Hakeem Butler. Even before the combine, way before the combine, I, I I thought he was a sleeper pick maybe in the third or fourth. Now he could be in the, uh, like in the top round, the top of the second round. He could, But the thing that really scares me about him is, will he be the next Megatron Randy Morse? Or will he be somebody of what Jets fans roll their eyes to, Stephen Hill? He has the size, he has the speed, he could really be a revelation to this sort of receiver. For man has size and speed, he could take over a game. But can his game in college translate to NFL? That's the whole thing. I really like him. I think he in the second round he would be perfect. He will be a wide receiver that can grow with Donald and really look at a a wide receiving core that you could probably mix and match. You can take Butler, put him on the outside, Robbie Anderson on the outside, put Quincy in the middle, or you could do switch it up and put Butler on the inside, put a new one on the outside, Anderson, and switch it up and keep defenses on their toes. And if you do get a Le'Veon Bell, 
put Chris Herndon and a rebuilt offensive line, that would be a very scary offense. And like I said, when you go to defense, you have a Greg Williams defense with Darren Lee. Probably playing better because he played better last year. Probably even being better than he was last year under Greg Williams. You have Avery Williamson, who was a great free agent pickup last year for us. He's not a superstar, but you never know what he could be under Greg Williams. Then, if you sign two free agent edge rushers, have Williams and Anderson in the middle, with Greedy on one side, Tremaine on the other side, May and Adams in the middle, that's scary defense as well. The whole thing is, the Jets have the money, but they have to be smart with it. You can't try to spend all that money on three, four players. The money has to go to that offensive line. There's two edges and the running back. I think everybody else that they sign should be mid-tier free agents, guys coming off an injury or were bust for other teams. And you could get them as depth pieces now and who knows what they can be. Listen, I'm a Jeff fan. I do not like the Bengals. Oh, excuse me, not the Bengals, the Patriots. But you got to give credit what credit is due. Belichick has made a dynasty, a legacy, worth a taking. What's your trash is my gold. You know, who thought Cordell Patterson was going to be what Cordell Patterson was this past year? You look at Trent Brown coming from San Francisco. Yeah, he was a good offensive lineman. But New England made him look like a superstar tackle. The list goes on and on and on with plays that they've had throughout the years that didn't work out in other places, but Belichick has made it work. This is a philosophy you just need to follow. Don't try to be the Patriots because you will never be the Patriots. But you got to follow in certain things. Parcells was a great example that used to do that. He used to bring his own players over, blah, blah, blah. I think the Jets need to do that somewhat, but not entirely. You just got to find players that fit your system. Not just sign somebody for the point of signing them. You know, that's when it comes, like I said, the Jets signing edge rushers. I would like a Robert Quinn if he's released. I think you could probably get him on a cheap deal. Maybe on a prove it, one year prove it deal. You never know. He's familiar with Greg Williams' defense. He's played in a 4-3 and he's played in a 3-4. So he can play two positions at least. And hey, on a passing down that you know it's third and forever, you could put him in defensive tackle and have what like the Giants used to have during their Super Bowl run when they had that NASCAR or rush line that they had when they had four defensive ends playing the whole line. Dante Fowler, 
I'm like 50-50 with him because I believe Greg Williams can get the best out of him, get him to realize the potential he's had. But at the same time, he's had the injury bug. He's been inconsistent. It was a, you know, it was a contract year, and he didn't really blow it away. He did a great job for the Rams. He really did. But where's the consistency at? Is he worth over $10 million a year? I don't know. I'm not the GM. I just think I am, like every other fan in this world. But, you know, Ziggy Ansah, I really don't want him. He may prove me wrong. For some reason, he always does good on the odd years. He's like the San Francisco Giants of football. I don't have no idea when they win World Series every year. Even year, but I don't really think he's over 30. He'll be, what, 30, 31 by the time the season starts. Robert Quinn will be around like 29, 30 himself, but he's had good years. Like I said, he's familiar with Greg Williams. I would probably take him over on some. When it comes to everybody else, that's edge rushers. The one that I like that might come cheap or under the radar would probably be, it would have to be Preston Smith, six foot five. I don't know about anybody else, but I love a D-line that has size because even if they don't get the sack or really don't get pressure, they can put their arms up and knock the ball down. I think that's a big thing. You know, that's just as valuable as sacks or pressures or quarterback hits because you're stopping the movement of the offense. Now, when it comes to wide receivers, listen, I know I say a lot about being accountable. Kevin White, He's a guy I'm 30, 70 with because he has the potential. He has the speed. He has the size. He's just been injured. And then when healthy, it was already too late. But he would be, to me, somebody that you could give a flyer to. Give a one-year deal, probably league minimum. Give him a chance to show what he has. Hey, he might be a guy that Teddy Bridgewater, the type that performs well in the preseason, might end up trading, get an extra pick in the future. You never know. Offensive line, like I had told you before, I really like. I really like Saffold and Span as the guards. At center, between. I really like Morris. I really do. There's something about Morris that, listen, let's be honest, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, had a great year, threw for 50 touchdowns in his first year starting in this league. But Morris was the anchor of that offensive line. That was a good offensive line, and he was the anchor of that line. And Kareem Hunt, when he was there, he led the league in rushing. He was 
one of the best running backs in the league. You can't think that it wasn't of the success of Mitch Morse. I would love him to come to the Jets, to be honest. I think with him, Saffold, and Span, after you release Winters, uh, I think that offensive, that offensive line will make drastic, drastic improvements. Running back, I know a lot of people say it's Bell or nothing. But if you miss out on Bell, I like Tevin Cam- Coleman. I was about to say Kevin, Tevin Campbell. You can tell I'm old. I grew up on his music. Uh, yeah, I like Tevin Coleman. I think he's a cheaper, light version of him. About the same type of build. They're both big backs. Shifty. Both can catch the ball. I think the only difference really between him and Bell, you know, is Bell's Bell is Bell. But Coleman has less wear on the tires. He's a little younger. And I think he he's more of he'll be the lead back and a running back of committee type. Bell will be the workhorse. But I feel the same way with TJ Yeldon. I think he's a good back that really didn't get the chance he should have got in Jacksonville. I think he would, honestly, I know a lot of people like McGuire, a lot of people like Cannon, but they're more changes to pace backs. I honestly, in my opinion, I would go Bell and sign a Yeldon. Because I think Yeldon would be a good guy to give Bell a little time off that we don't have to kill Bell like Pittsburgh did. That we put so much mileage on him. And Bell could come in, be the guy to take some of the carries, help him out a little bit. And then when we need that change of pace back, boom, we put McGuire or Cannon. But, you know... We only have like a hundred million dollars, so with the way these players get played, that can take away from our players. Um, defensive tackle, I really think we should resign Anderson. I really think whether they run a three-four or four-three, I think he could play both. A lot of people say his fish strength is the three-four, but let's be honest, an interior passer. Pass well, a pass rusher that can pass the rusher at six foot six, three hundred pounds. How many of those guys are in the league? And like I said, when it comes to D line, I like guys with size because I want that ball batted down. If you can't get to the to the quarterback, knock his pass down. And listen, Leo is six five, him six six. That's a lot of height to get past, especially in a league that now is going to shorter quarterbacks, even though they're showing that a lot of these quarterbacks are not getting their balls padded down as much as taller quarterbacks, but it's still put your arms up. you got to see over a guy that's 6'6 and putting his arms up that has, probably has a wingspan standing up that makes him seven feet. Who knows? So, you know, 
Now, I know they drafted Par uh, Perry Nickerson. I think his blue name is um, to be a future slot corner, but we need competition. I think a guy that's going to be a cap casualty from Baltimore and Jimmy Smith would probably at his age be a really good slot corner. He does give size. He has experience. He's won a Super Bowl. And I think guys like this can help the next person up, can help teach a defense what it takes to win in this league and to win it all. And I think he will be, at his age, a good slot corner. You know, a guy that probably doesn't have the same athletic that he has so many, I can't even say so many years ago, a couple years back, but he lost a step. And he could probably play slot corner, play a really, really good slot corner. And occasionally on the outside, if somebody gets hurt or needs to take a breather, play off, he, these are like moves that you have to look at. It doesn't have to be him. It could be someone else. But I think he would be a good, very good slot corner. You could get him for probably cheap, which will help out in the areas that we really need somebody in. And like I said, if they move down and maybe drop, drop like draft a Reedy Williams, he would be a good teacher for him. Like I said, he has a Super Bowl ring. He's been on a defense that's dominated, and it would help a lot of other people on the team. When it comes to players that the Jets should be resigned, there's only to me there's only really like four. Josh McCown, I believe, should be resigned because he's a good mentor to Sam Darnold. And we have to help Sam Darnold become this guy that we believe he can be. And he's already helped him so much. He is the coach on the field. Adam Gase is the head coach. You have whoever you have there to help. But I really believe... It's good to have him as a guy with experience in this league. He's played this game for 17, 18 years, whatever, 16 years, whatever it is. That's the guy I believe that should be back. If not him, if he decides to retire, a guy that knows the system can help. I know anybody will probably shoot me down for this, but a Brock Osweiler who's played in the system. Uh, other than that, I really don't know. Maybe a Matt Moore. I don't even think he's in the league anymore, but somebody that's played in this system that knows what the plays are that can teach him and show him. Another guy I think we should resign is, well, I already said this, Henry Anderson. Uh, our kick returner, Andre Roberts. Let's see, he went to the All-Pro, he was an All-Pro, he went to the Pro Bowl. Let's give this man his money, he deserves it. And Jason Myers. Other than that, it gets iffy, maybe, maybe Morris Claiborne, but 
Like one thing I give about the Jeff staff, they got him right with the injury bug he had. So, you know, they did a great job with that. They they kept him on the field. But I think Morris Claiborne is going to try to get his money now. And this might be his last big contract, so he's going to want his money. So, and other players that might be resigned or is what? Like, maybe Jermaine Curse, which I think we should let him go. We have enough of the same type of player. Who else is there? Um, I never Hewitt, which did a service. He did a service job when down and leaving out. But he's more special teams. Brandon Copeland, I believe his name is. He did a good job off the edge, coming out of nowhere, basically. These are guys that are good players to keep for um, special teams and depth. I wouldn't be against re-signing the last two. But, you know, if you're able to get somebody else for the same price, that might be a little better. It's a toss-up. Bust the screen. Bye. He needs to go. I'm sorry. Thank you for the four years you were here. But you have more penalties than exciting plays. So it's time to go. Um, our backup safeties. We can get backup safeties in later around the draft. Probably through free agency. Somebody that ends up not getting signed. A la Trey Boston. Or Eric Reed that. Nobody wants to sign for some strange reason as the talent, and boom, all of a sudden they're here. It happens every year. Last year was just crazy. This year could be happen the same way. Um, I really don't see anybody else that is willing to be resigned. James Carpenter, he did a good job for a couple years. Got banged up. Age hit him. I wouldn't be against giving him maybe a one-year deal if we ended up missing out on people and drafted a successor. He can be there. Hey, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been there. He's done for about two or three years. He was a great player on our offensive line. But other than that, I really don't see Eric Tomlin. Bye. You can draft a guy that can block. We can upgrade positions through draft, free agency, guys who get cut, put on waivers. You'd be surprised. Right? It's simple. Well, like I said, a lot of people have to emulate in this league what the Patriots have done. I don't like saying it. I hate saying it. I'm a straight New York guy. Grew up Yankees first. Jets second. Knicks third. And so on and so on. When you're from New York, you hate Boston teams. But you got to give credit where credit is due.
Guy finds people that nobody want and make them special. Guys that are on their last legs that everybody that thinks that doesn't have nothing left in the tank. And here he is. Jets have to do the same. That's how games are won. That's how dynasties start. That's how you build the legacy. You find the things that nobody else finds. Hopefully our GM finds it. Let's see what happens. Well, thank you for tuning in. I've rambled for about 32 minutes. I did not expect to do that. Uh, congratulations to me on my first podcast, I guess. Um, thank you for listening once again. If you like, please leave comments on my Twitter, which I will gladly give. And hopefully tune in next time.